The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hello again, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Brocast Podcast. My name is Thomas, and sitting with me, as always, he's my bro, and he's your bro too. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brocast. It's me, it is I, it is he, Alan of the Brocast. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm going good, and I just uh, was going to show you on camera trying a different wine tonight. I bought this the other day when I took my wife out uh, for her birthday and I thought, oh, let's stop by the winery. And I thought this was like a whiskey. And he's like, oh, sir, would you like to try it? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And this is literally like drinking a butterscotch cake. Like it's Ooh. caramel. It's so, so smooth. And I'm drinking it tonight. It's actually pronounced as a spirited Vionia is how they say it. Um, so I've got it here in front. So I'll be sipping on that as we progress through the next hour or so. Good on you. Uh, I'm just got a big ass power rail drink. <laughs> You've got the you classic love those big shit. Ones, don't you? Hey man, I, uh, excuse me. I love this shit. This um, I could drink. It's really good. The electrolytes. It's uh, I find it good for the body. Um, I mean they're bloody huge. Um, the the only downfall of like where you have one of those is that you'd be pissing like a racehorse. Mm. And just thinking of that saying, pissing like a racehorse, I remember the very first time I actually heard that phrase. Do you remember the first time you actually heard that phrase? I don't think so, no. It was from a movie from the early 90s. It had Robin Williams in it. Well, he did. Was it Mrs. Doubtfire? That was like 93, 92, or Hook was around <laughs> that time, I think, as well. Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. When he comes when he's doing the restaurant and he goes and meets the, um, uh, who is it, the executive, I know one of the producers of the show that he wants to do, the guy with the beard, the ball fella. And so the character, Rob Williams, is actually drinking, having a good time. And then 
he has to go to the bathroom and then put the mask on and put the big dress on and as pretend to be Mrs. Dalfire. But then he gets, because he's getting so drunk and drinking more and more of the scotch, he goes back to the wrong table and he's sitting with the actual uh, producer and, and, and uh, director of the show. And he goes, can I help you? And he goes, oh, I had to drink so much. I, I, um, I had to use the toilet so bad. I had to, um, <clears throat> what was the saying? Uh, stop at a racehorse. It was a, just, you know, yeah, I think like, it was. I, um, yeah, I've been like drinking so much. Yeah, I've been drinking so much scotch. I've been pissing like a racehorse. Yeah, because he, yeah. he got confused with his attire and came back as Mrs. Deltfire. Yeah. Yes, that's one way. We got there. We, we got there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God. Yeah, I was like, he's struggling, this fella. You're right, Il. It was long-winded. It's a very <laughs> curious. It's a Kurosawa story right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. I should actually business. post that whole Kurosawa story as like a TVK moment at the end of an episode where Alan just talked through the Hawk versus Kurosawa match that we covered in Hollow in Havoc 95 and was talking about SpongeBob and Patrick and Dirty Dan or something like that or something like that. Um and it was just a weird moment where I'm just trying to talk about the match and you're like, no, I'm Dirty Dan. And I'm like, yeah, he's won. Fireball. Okay, cool. Yep. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, sorry. I get like that sometimes. I, I blame this shit, really. It's the sugars. But that's the thing about those Maximus drinks is like it has so much in it compared to like Powerade and Gatorade, but it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. But you get more for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's some shit in this. That's what I believe. It's, uh, they're not telling us about, you know, some type of hallucinogen or some type of chemical that like <laughs> shrinks your shrinks your dick or you know or uh, gives you a third eye or a third nipple or a fifth butthole. I don't know what's going on. Well, I think yeah. the one I used to get was Ice Block, which is like the lemonade version. And I would freeze mm. that and then like just have it over a few days and it'd be really like icy, like almost like a slurpee. Mm-hmm. And talking about drinks, I got myself a soda stream uh, for Father's Day a few weeks ago. And dude, I'm like using that all the time. And I learned had learned uh, a big lesson, uh, what mm-hmm. you can't soda stream. And mm-hmm. when it says fill it up, the bottle up to this line, you don't go above that line. You do not. And... Uh, I learned that with, I was making a Pepsi Max. <laughs> I thought, oh, just a you know, couple of mils over, it should be fine. And I'm like, oh, so you have three choices of like single fizz, double fizz, or triple fizz. I'm like, well, I'll go two just to get it nice and fizzy. Next thing I know, it's just fizz everywhere. It bursts through the machine, burst all over the paintings on the wall, burst onto the coffee machine, into the nice coffee cups. And my wife's just standing there watching me, and I'm like, I just need some help here. And I, I'm trying to put my hand over the top. No. Everywhere. And I had like that much Coke left in the bottle. And I'm like, okay. She goes, yeah, maybe we follow the rules, Tom, and, and we do it to the measurement. I said, yeah, thanks for that. And I'm just drenched with a towel, just mopping up everything. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, those things are fun. Um, you got to be very mm. wary of that story right there. It's just you got to be very careful. Uh, we have one at, uh, where we are right now. and But it only comes out during the summertime. Because that's that perfect time where you get, you know, just to get the hot weathers outside, to have a nice refreshing drink, get the soda stream up. Um, we try not to have too much um, soft drinks here. So when the summertime comes along, that's the, because you get that so many different flavors. You can get Mountain Dew and 
Sunkiss, um, I think I saw it, Pepsi, Pepsi Max, all different varieties. And but and not just like the the brand stuff. You can actually go out and get like a pub squash, like a lemonade, a um oh what was there? Ginger beer or a ginger ale, that type of style. Yeah, there's a variety of different stuff. Mm. Well, I've learned a bit of a hack as well, where if you go and buy like a $2 cordial, you can make like your own soft drink by doing like lemon, lime and bitters soft drink, or you can do lime soft drink and fruit cup. But then I also learned another thing you can't do is like iced tea. Like you shouldn't try and fizz up iced tea. No. uh, I tried that and had another eruption. Um, And I did that to the line. It just didn't work. And my my wife kept saying to me, you know how you're wasting so much gas when you're trying to figure them out? I'm like, yeah. I said, I've got another bottle. She said, you bet still like you're wasting the gas. You're wasting bottles. And I said, it's my bloody present. I'm allowed to do what I want with it. If I want to bloody off the gas, get off my ass, woman. And then in my mind, I thought, no, I won't say it. I love you. (laughs) Would you like a candy? Lolly. Give you a lolly and yeah. Would you like a lolly? Would you like some candy? What are you <laughs> driving around? <laughs> we'll go watch Devil Wears Prada or something. I don't know. Holiday? Yeah. Is that your go-to? Whenever you're in the shit, you're like, let's go watch a movie that you might get me out of the shit. I'm trying to think. Well, I don't think we have a go-to movie. We never watch the same movie more than once, though. Yeah, you're, kind you're of... part of that. Your partner doesn't really yeah. seem like a person will be like, hey, I'm going to easily distract you. Let's go watch a movie, something different. They'll get me ass out of trouble. She'll be like, get away from me. And you're like, yes, yeah. okay, dear, love you. Well, we watched a movie, movie the other day on Netflix. It was uh, The Weekend Away. And I'm an avid reader. You probably can't see it. But over there, I've got like a whole wall of books that I read. And it's a great book. It's a kind of a, a whodunit. It's about two girls that go on holiday and one goes missing. And it's like a mystery Ooh. adventure. And we're watching the film on Netflix. She goes, it seems like a real like girly type film. Did you read the book? I said, oh, I love the book. And she goes, yeah, I'm a bit bored of this movie. I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, how did you read it? I said, oh, it's just good. It's like, I couldn't stop it. I said, I read it in probably a weekend. Why? And I'm like, oh, because I was enthralled on the next chapter. Well, what's going to happen now? And then the shocking ending, I'm like, whoa, what a twist. And then this is where it disappointed me where you read a book and then you watch the film, and they don't adapt it properly. And the ending mm-hmm. of the film wasn't how the book ended. And I'm like, what the? And I would love if they did the book ending. And my wife probably would have liked that better, where she turned to the end and goes, oh, that's a bit of a weird ending. And I'm like, well, in the book, it's a bit different. It, it, it ends a bit differently. It wasn't as chattery. And that made me think, I wonder how many movies do that, where they take a book adaption, and then they try and Hollywood it you know, to make it for different eyes. And I thought, I wonder if Alan has any input on that type of stuff. Well, they've been doing that for years. And uh, you watched this on Netflix, didn't you? Yeah. Netflix is notorious for for doing that with books, TV, uh, like cartoon shows, um, mm. stuff that's been in media that's been around for a long time. And they just like to do their own spin on it or they take their own little t- uh, taste of it and they change it up a bit. Um, I'm just trying to think from the books. Well, Ahsoka, we've already talked about that a few episodes mm. ago. And just recently, spoilers, I'm just letting you guys know now we're up to the fifth episode of Ahsoka. Uh, if you don't haven't caught up, stop listening and come back to this to a later time because I'm going to spoil the show, uh, a big thing that happened in the show. So, spoiler warning. Uh, 
Tom, I don't know if I'm you gonna put don't a, I'm going to put a little uh, spoiler thing underneath so people can see it then. Okay, cool. Here, putting it up here, down the bottom. Give the man some time. I'll spoiler we'll, on. Let me fix that. Here we go. Wait, where is, there it is. Yeah. Here we go. Spoiler Ahsoka. Ahsoka wait, spoiler. I think I spelled that wrong to I wrote Ashoka. Just wait one second, guys. We're just going to fix the uh, the joy of a uh, live uh, recording, eh, Al? Yeah, it's always fun, isn't it? Yeah. Lucky we could go with, we could always go back and press producers, but yeah, he doesn't want to do that. Again, Ahsoka spoiler. Um, you're probably a bit intrigued about this too because you actually read some of the comics from back in the day and also a few of the, I don't know if you ever read some of the books, but Grand Emerald Thorn mm. has returned. Yeah. Yeah, so, but the things have are different. The Disney take on Grand Emerald Thorn is very different that we saw. Very same look, same type of demeanor, but it's a different storyline, what happened to him in the books and mm. how they brought him into the show now. Because he was in Rebels. Um, and then at the very last episode, he and Ezra, the main sort of hero of the show, uh, <clears throat> well, the only way was to stop Thrawn, was to take him away from uh, from the people that he was going to hurt. And they mm. used these species called... Progles, and they're actually space whales, and they can okay. actually go through hi- hyperspace. And so that's how they, you know, at the end of the episode, sorry, at the end of the actual series, like the hero sacrifices himself to save mm. his friends, and that's how it ends. Um, and he actually takes Thrawn away with him to, you know, stop the, the whatever mm. what was going to happen next, like the bombardment of just the Imperials taking over. <clears throat> So anyway, long story short, Thrawn has, has returned, and his difference that he looks that he was in the books is very much the same. What's going on mm. now? What you were just saying how things are different from books and Disney and all those different types of stuff. Um, but yeah, I've seen that with many times mm. before with um, movies like the Lord of the Rings series. Lord of the Rings series um, are very different from the books, but Peter Jackson read the books but he thought to himself we're not going to there's a 35 page of uh token explaining what a hobbit hole is and it just goes on and on and on Mm. and on and on where he's pretty much like all right here's giant orcs coming at each other ripping each other apart and against the elves he he hollywoodalized it but he also had a bit of fun with it and that's why i find the lord of the rings series uh, the Fellowship, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King—fantastic. Mm. The Hobbit, the Hobbit ones, uh, just pretty much was like, well, we've made three films, uh, we made three Lord of the Rings films. Let's see what we can do with the Hobbit. The Hobbit's only one book, mm. and that was enough because it just tells the story. But then there's other stories that uh, the other people just wanted to know, like uh, different script writers were like, well, maybe this happened after. Uh, the Hobbit, and that we got the decimation of Smug, and then the one after that we had the Five Armies, where the Five Armies got like the lowest of the lowest of all uh, Lord of the Rings movies because it was just like there was no need for it. Yeah. Um, but again, I I went out, I forked money out back in the day to go and see it. I enjoyed it, um, but yeah, it just shows that you know uh, you just you you read the book. 
and you mm. think it's going to be different, that's again same with the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Many of those Another books, are, mm. yeah, many of the Harry Potter books are very different from any of the movies too. Um, mm. But again, yeah, if you're a person that's, yeah, it, it's very difficult sometimes when you read the book and you go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the movie, and you're like, what, who's this character? Why is that person there? Why is this happening? Mm. It's just people taking. Yeah, it just seems like it was. It was like it's inspired by. It's not an adaption. It's a, in, we're inspired by the story, and we're going to take you know eighty percent of the content and then tweak the rest of it. And that's kind of like I've said to people growing up with the Marvel movies. Like you're not going to get a full fledged adaption comic book version of a Marvel movie because they're inspired by Secret Invasion, yep. Civil War the Infinity Gauntlet, and they're going to change it in their own way. Even with DC, they do the same thing too. Um, but it's interesting there that, you know, I always said that Blue Beetles come out. I want to go see that. And I had spoke to a couple of friends that said, yeah, look, it's good. It's a good mm -hmm. version for DC. It's still not the official reset. We've still got a couple more, I think it's, what, two years, I think, until Spider-Man comes out. Oh, Superman comes out in 2025, mm -hmm. and that'll be the change. But talking about superhero-related, uh, the tweet that I sent you a few days ago of the Aquaman trailer. And I just mm. loved your uh, your reply to me was, great, Car, looking forward to the next 15-minute trailer breakdown where they just you know wreck everything in one simple video. Well, I'm, I'm going to do a bit of a um, recoil on that one. And I actually watched the trailer, the proper trailer that came out a few days later. And um, I didn't mind it. I thought it actually looked... It, it, it showed off bits and pieces of um, what's going on in Arthur's life and, you know, sort of made him humanised. They did this with Thor and, and not everyone was very happy about that one after Love and Thunder. But, you know, again, um, it, if you look at in the sort of universe of, like, what Aquaman is and Thor is, they're pretty much the a very similar character they are one's you know the god of the ocean one's the god of the thunder um one's from the sky one's from water you know it's just uh, it looked like fun um i didn't see i think there was one scene they might have shown um what's her chick hara oh no hera no the chick that oh, was mera uh, mera mera yeah yeah who played her and, and um i think that who was that um Oh, that was, that was Johnny Depp's ex, yeah. Yeah. And um, mm. they only had a quick little snippet of her. I don't know how much of a major movie that she, a part of the movie she's going to be in. Um, I think they probably can their blessings to get rid of that really quickly. Mm. Um, and it, it, it looked fast-paced. Uh, am I going to go see it at the movies? Probably not. No. I'll wait for it to come out on, uh, like I'm going to do with Flash, and wait for it mm. to come out on Netflix or whatever the hell. and check it out then um but look yeah mm. uh, yeah uh, just going back and going hey hey you know just being a bit of a cynical asshole times sometimes because again it's true we get trailers like teaser trailers like get ready for it and then they give so much away like mm. we discussed it a while ago with the um what was it the craven movie oh yeah that gave you way too much in like four minutes yeah that's a four mm. minute trailer and like again, when I spoke about this before, when you and I growing up, we only get like thirty seconds if we were lucky. Mm. If a trailer came up, like just a simple symbol of Superman or Batman, that was it. 
none of this mm. five minute trailer shit. Yeah, we've already discussed that before. I'm repeating myself, but yeah. No, well, look, you know, it looks interesting. I think it's December, nearly Christmas time. I think it actually comes out is towards the end of this year, and I'm keen for that one. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's weird because there's a, such a push for TV shows, and I'm just not a TV guy. Like I say, oh, this is mm. Loki, the new season of Loki is coming out. Here's the teaser poster, and I'm like, yeah, but I haven't watched the first one. Do I need to go and watch the first eight episodes? Or like, I'm a movie guy. I'm a movie and a book guy. It's funny because, like, you think I would like a show because I like books are broken up into chapters, which is what a TV show is. You know, most books are about, you know, could be anywhere from 10 to 12 chapters. And some TV shows are, you know, sometimes 8 to 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, 40 minutes per episode, I could probably read a few chapters in a few hours. So it's like, oh, I probably should be into TV shows, but there's, like, almost too much. Like, you've got to watch this because that guy ties into this story with Incredible Hulk and that ties in with She-Hulk and then Daredevil. And it's like, uh, I just don't have time. I don't have time as I used to. So, yeah. Well, there's a bit of a shameless plug here, but I always find there's a channel I like to watch on YouTube and uh, it's called New Rock Stars. Mm-hmm. And one of the gentlemen, and he's got a whole group of people that he works with but this gentleman's name is eric voss and mm. i shared one of his tweets a couple of weeks ago on my uh, on my twitter on my ex um talking about uh one of the ahsoka episodes and that was a f- hands down great episode and um he yeah um he does he goes back and does reviews of tv shows uh movies and mm. little bits little bits that you thought you didn't see like little easter egg shit he goes back and watches the movie or watches the TV shows and just gives you after that a rundown of what happened, something you might have missed out on. So, yeah, just a recommendation there. Um, always good to check out if you're like, I uh, can't really be asked. If you sit down and watch this half an hour uh, video of this gentleman talking to you of what's happening, what's going on there, just helps out. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Well, in regards mm-hmm. to socials, how can people check you out, El? That's right, guys. You can find me right down there on the uh, my old uh, on my old X or Twitter, as it formerly was called, at Alan Ross TBK. Uh, I'm always on there posting whatever I'm doing on Twitch. Um, if I'm angry about whatever uh, rugby fiascos are going on, you'll see me on there too. Um, whatever WWE is up to, or whatever. Um, AEW are up to. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Twitch, I am TTV Roscoe Bosco. Thank you for people for actually jumping in. Lately, I've just been doing a whole bunch of random mm, gaming. I was about uh, to say, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and um, I'll give you a bit of a people of just what I've been gaming lately. Because mm. um, I, I look at how. Hang on, we'll get to you in a minute. But how you, mm. you've got a, like a really good setup on your one, um, I just look like it's just throw up and just the, <laughs> the, the ran, just the randomness. So, yeah, just recently I played 2K23 where I just mm-hmm. pretty much sat back and uh, I did an AEW and a WWE Royal Rumble, which was fun. Mm. That was a, a really good watch, that was. And then I Got a bit bored and I started playing Lawnmower Simulator. 
Yeah, which, which I actually checked out with my son. We said, let's just watch what uncle's doing. And I'm like, look at him go. Go, Al. He's just, oh, he's missed the spot there. U-turn, turns around, comes back. Good oh, that game was hard. That was difficult. Uh, I think the longest stream I did was Wheel of Fortune. Mm. And uh, if you want to watch a man struggle straight on that one, oh, boy, there, there it is right there. Um, just the other night I did Fortnite. And this one I just did a few um, nights ago. And I did it. Just out of a whim, just for shits and giggles. And I think I might have to stream it a little bit more. But it's Ice Age, hmm. Scratch, 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 Nutty Adventure. <laughs> I've never played a game so much that it's broken in my life. Hmm. It, there is so much. It, it's a PS5 version I have. And the game mechanics of it is just like, Keep going to the next level. Keep going to the next level. Go to this part. Go to this part. And I, I played a good hour of it, and that was enough for me. I was just like, if I keep doing this game, I, I might have to just reinstall it. But again, I, I'm going to persevere and keep going at it and giving it a go. Mm. Um, but yes, again, yeah, TTV Roscoe Bosco 84. Thank you, anyone who, who jumps in the streams and just checks out what I'm doing. Uh, muchly appreciated. What about Tom? Where about you, Tom? Where can we find you? Well, I've just realized too is that we're kind of similar because we're both kind of variety streamers. We do not just one game. And that's one of the things like to think a month ago, I wasn't even on Twitch. I don't think doing anything on Twitch. Cool. Like it's probably been about four weeks, like when I first started doing it. And I've got a, like a list of the games I've already finished in that time. And and I got a couple little funny things too. So if you want to actually see me game, I just game on the broadcast. It's just T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. It's no commentary streams. They're simple game playthroughs of games I either always wanted to play and do them in order from start to finish. Like, you know, split it up. I've done a few, you know, part one to part four, Battlefield Hardline, uh, Call of Duty uh, World War II. Uh, recently done a little bit of Medal of Honor, Warfighter. And then I found myself going down the rabbit hole of PlayStation 3 and reliving my adolescent years of a you know, 14 to 15-year-old boy playing first-person shooters. And next thing you know, I'm driving kilometers out of my way to our local cash converters, which is like a discount store, and almost being in heaven, discovering like walls and walls of PS3 games and buying things like Call of Duty 4, you know, Modern Warfare PS3. Call of Duty Black Ops 1, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, <laughs> uh, Medal of Honor, what the original Medal of Honor, uh, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, Battlefield Bad Company, Bad Company 2, uh, Wolverine, like all these old classics I love. And I'm like, well, how do I play them? And then I got myself a HDMI splitter, which means I can now plug up my TV to my PC, to my PlayStation and stream these PlayStation classics. And it's all for like less than 100 bucks. People's like, oh, no, you got to go in and get a capture card. And I'm like, some of these capture cards, like I've Googled them, are in like the hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't need my mug on my Twitch. I don't need my voice on Twitch. I just want my gameplay on there. And so for less than 30 bucks from like a, a J car, HDMI splitter, USB, what, um, recorder card, bang, we're in. So I love it. But we're also back on our YouTube page, which is where we used to actually put all of our old watch-alongs 
that's now the gaming channel. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm streaming on Twitch. Why don't I just put all the videos on YouTube as well? And one of my streams, just for some reason, just kept getting downloads like as the hours went by. And it was my stream of the game called Erica, which was an interactive psychological horror game. And when I uploaded it, within like 10 minutes, it had 15 downloads. But then everything else I had done was like two downloads or four downloads. By the end of that night, it was on 150 downloads. The next day, it was at 280. And now I think it's about 627 downloads or something like that. I don't know who's streaming and watching the Erica playthrough that, that I did. It did frustrate me that game, but I did do an all-nighter of that. But I thought, out of all my content, <laughs> why is that oh. the one <laughs> that's getting the most amount of watches? I was in that uh, actual stream from the beginning uh, when you did Erica, and I'm like, what am I watching here? I've never seen, I've seen like in the PlayStation store, but I'm like, okay, here we go. How's, how's he going to go with this? And it was actually quite a, it was a bit of a mindfuck of a game. It was very fun. Mm, it was. But it was just like, yeah, well, that's cool, man. That's very cool. Mm. Oh, I love it. Like, I've got my, like, really my plan for now till January next year of what I'm going to be playing. Like, I'm currently doing the Uncharted games. I'm doing the Mortal Kombat. I'm doing everything in the lead-up to eventually getting MK1 when that's a bit cheaper because that is, like, very, very expensive and I don't have money for that at the moment. So I thought I'll just wait out and, and eventually get that. And and then I recently discovered what, oh, you know, the old PS3 WWE games, like WWE 2K12 and 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 20 i'll eventually try there wasn't a 21 i have 22 and then i thought why don't i go back and do all the showcase mode go back and do the career mode and i started wwe 2k12 last night i was so frustrated with that game like it doesn't help you like you have to opening hour i'm like okay i'm gonna throw my control if, if i can't beat john cena and i'm, like, I'm playing it on easy <laughs> the CPU is just closed line. F U pin one two three, and I'm like, how do you kick out though? Didn't we give me a kick out option? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just turn that off. I'm not playing no more. Hmm. That's cool. That is yeah. really really cool. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to is that um the Call of Duty um mm. stream when you put that up um because again you're playing the advanced warfare games um the yeah, because you have one, two, and three now, don't you? So I have on the PS3 version the original yes. three. So Modern Warfare one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. I never played the other ones. I haven't played the remasters. Um, my, I think I'll just quickly tell you. Actually, I think I have my list in front of me. Well, um, yep. I think I've got. Because I made this the other day, and I'm like, well, what am I going to be playing over the next few months here? So I've got Call of Duty Black Ops. I haven't got Black Ops 2, because I think I sent you that message saying, shit, that's like one of the hardest games to get on a three console. Gold. Um, Gold. I'm either road tripping for like three hours to go and get it, or I have to like order it interstate like to get a copy on PS3, but I'm keen to get it. I have Black Ops 3, Ghosts, Modern Warfare 1, and then I've got Modern Warfare 2 and 3, uh, then I'm going to play through like Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare. Like, my plan is to do all of them, like between now and like the next like six months. 
But mm-hmm. when I, t- I showed you that picture, you were like, dude, you've got the classics. You know, you've got yeah. the originals. And I never played Ghosts. I never played Black Ops. I don't know what I'm getting. So my stream will be a first-time playthrough. So if I die like 20 times in the video, guys, please have some faith that I'll, I will get there. So just uh, that, that should be good. You've got some classics. Um, again, it, it brings a smile to my face because some of those games, I think most of the COD games going back to back in the day, I would go to the midnight launches. And uh, that's something you don't do anymore. The midnight launch, I don't know if midnight launches still exist now. Mm. I think it's uh, the midnight launches when basically back in the day where you would you go to a store and they'd be selling a certain game. And as soon as they hit 12 o'clock, you walk into the store, you hand over your money and they give you the game. You go home, you download the game and then you start playing it. Um, it, it was <clears throat> great times back in the day when you could actually, that I found that I think all the Call of Duty, most of the Call of Duty games, I went out and did mm. that. I would, and um, they were great. And I would have to get mm. up the next day and go to work. Um, Black Ops, um, that game, I know you are in very much into uh, government cover-ups and, contra- <laughs> and stuff like that. That game is good like that. Nice. Um, it, you're in for a good time. I actually, that's the one game, I, again, I, I played that over and over and over. Mm. As soon as I finished the campaign, I went, I'm going to play it again. And I go back and play mm. it again and do it in, and try the different styles of, but is it going to be harder doing a veteran mode? I was absolutely shocking at that. So if I go back and do well, it in easy one shot kill, one shot kill. That's what yeah. that's what yeah. basically is. You know, you <laughs> you mess up one spot, bang, you're dead. Mm. You know, it's it's very you know it, it again veteran style. Um, and then also with the Black Ops games too, that's where the zombies came in. Ah, uh, yeah. To the, so beware of those. Those are fun. Mm. Those are fun little things where basically it's um, each level, you, you know, you should take out a few zombies, set up a new shelter, and then bang, a new horde of zombies will return and, it, that, and so more and so more and so more. But, yeah, I am looking forward to watching you those because mm. if you don't start doing it, I'm going to start doing it. And I've got I've been bitten by that bug now trying to do mm. a little bit more streaming. Um, I'd like to go back and stream the... Uh, some of the COD games, the campaigns, because mm. they're fantastic. Well, I was going to say, like, what I noticed what's been trending too is the multiplayers are back online on some of these games. Like, people are still playing. Like, you're, like I just typed it in there. Modern Warfare 4, or Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, came out in 2007. And people yep. are still trying to get on multiplayer and try and play. So you mm-hmm. were 23 when this game out. You're nearly 40 next year. Like, And people are still... <laughs> playing these games modern warfare yeah, 2 but... and 3 and even ghost i think people are on ghost trying to play black ops are on the multiplayer and i've never been a multiplayer guy mm-hmm. the only game that i play that's multiplayer is fortnite like everything yep. else i'm story driven i play games like assassin's creed far cry those deep rich stories where these are very emotional stories like these military ones are very raw mm-hmm. and very real like remember i chatted to you after world war Two, and i'm like man that is a that last mission when you go to walk around the concentration camp and you just see bodies and like they probably would have used real photos as well to show you the beds, what it was like where people lived in on those trash, those concentration camps. But it gives you that rawness of, well, this is what war was like you know, and still yeah. is today as well. Yeah. 
war is not fun war is hell um mm. as the old quote says but it's yeah it's it's interesting now that even even in a couple of months time we're going to be getting a new cod game as well too the newest newest of modern warfare mm. and the the skins that you can get in the actual multiplayer are quite hilarious um I mean, just recently, I think it was last month, it was just the a rapper. You can get all people that are rappers or you're entertainers. Mm. And, you know, there's Nicki Minaj. She is a, now a playable skin in Call of Duty. And you can actually, you know, play as her with a gun and shit around and get blown up and all that shit. Mm. Um, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was in the original Vanguard uh, game, but now they brought him back to be in the Modern Warfare. Um uh who else was there recently a three six mafia uh, no it was that oh yeah just a whole bunch of other people um have been there's a question like when did they start that like the celebrity type stuff is that probably in the last couple of years pre-covid oh man i gotta use my brain here yeah Yeah, like like, because i don't like you look at these games like there are little funny things you can get when you get like advanced warfare you can down like the old lady skin and stuff like that i'm thinking oh that's a bit different like who are you kind then. of targeting for for that? Yeah, I think that was probably then uh, we can mm. just you can get that you know they didn't take the game too serious. The multiplayer can be quite funny, and you can have mm. a bit of a laugh. You know, running around. Um, I remember the, one of the very first skins that I went out and got. Um, it was for Black Ops, maybe. Yep. And it was a scream, the ghost faced. Oh, you told me that one. Yeah, you sent me that picture, and I didn't believe you. And I'm like, "What? Well, that's literally Ghostface with an AK-47." Yep. Yep. Mm. And there was another one was Judge Dredd. Um, mm. Someone. It, it was pretty much the operator's skin was him as, as two versions of um, Judge Dredd. It was the comic book version, and then the mm. slice Stallone version uh, mm. from the movie. But yeah, it's just crazy that yeah they. The campaign's fun, and mm. you know that's the seriousness, the seriousness, and but the multiplayer, not so much. Let's just have fun and be silly. Mm. Yeah. Well, I met a couple of Aussie streamers who actually stream the COD games, like the multiplayer mode. I remember just jumping in, watching it. I'm like, what the hell? Like it's so quick. Like they parachute in, headshot, jump this way, slide, headshot, machine gun, switch guns, reload. I'm like. What the hell? I would already be dead by now. Like, oh, <laughs> the transitions, like, it's so quick. Like, you can't stand still. You can't camp. Like, you've got to keep moving. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I can't do that. I'll be rage quitting. Like, I'm out. I've died, I've died 10 times. I'm out, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Most of these streamers that do do that uh, keyboard and mouse. So they're one hand on the keyboard and the other hand on the mouse, and then boom, boom, boom. Well, um, like you and I, uh, we were pretty much raised on controllers. So, um, mm. yeah, you get this big chunky thing and you're like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> you're trying to get the aim to move across. As soon as you get the aim, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> well, you go past their shoulder and you're like, I've got to reload my sniper one bullet at a time. Click. Yep. So, well, talking about games, what are you playing at the moment? Anything new that's in your, your vault there or what are you currently playing that you're not streaming? Actually, I'll be right back. I'm going to get my controller. Yes, he's uh, been playing lots of stuff, guys. I know he's not streaming it, but I do see him pop up in my uh, my PlayStation friends list, and he's playing different games. But, yeah, I'm excited. I want to see some more lawn mowing, though, Al. Come on. 
Oh, do you? <laughs> okay. If, if that's what people want. Um, I think that's been a really a bad year. I think what we, we, we discussed was pretty much Fortnite. Mm. Um, I'm already on level 78. Um, nice. I haven't really, haven't really finished the battle pass yet. Not to, mm. the only thing I said about it was the thick fish skin that I was mm. really keen on getting. And I got it, and now I'm happy. So, um, and then Ahsoka's meant to be coming out in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, I think she's on Thursday. Yeah. Bring that on. I I think there was Cabby Lame as well. He's page 11, I think. We got him. That's who my son really wanted. And we're like, oh, okay, we've actually done it. So what else do we want to play? And it's like, oh, we'll keep doing it. But, yeah. That's... Interesting because um, for Cabby Lane to actually get a skin in mm. Fortnite, um, I didn't know he played Fortnite. I no. didn't know he was associated with Fortnite. There's so many other streamers out there that mm. probably would be maybe beneficial for getting mm. a skin in Fortnite. I mean, even Mr. Beast uh, yeah. was a skin in Fortnite. Never seen Mr. Beast play Fortnite myself uh, in my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought just... he had Mr. Beast gaming, but I didn't think the gaming was anything to do with Fortnite. I think it was like other games and stuff he plays. So I could be wrong yeah. again. I'm yeah. not that cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, to be honest with you, man, that's all I've been doing is yeah, Call of Duty, Fortnite, uh, WWE, and mm. I say Scratch Nutty Adventure. When you first told me that you're playing that, I'm like, is he got an emulator for PS2? Because I'm like, didn't Ice Age come out on like PS2 back in the day? And I'm like, he's either playing a PS2 game or he's playing a PS3 game. And when you said five, I'm like, they're making Ice Age games on five. I'm like, how does that work? I'm like, hope he didn't buy that. I hope he got that on PlayStation Plus. I did. I did. It's all on the Plus. I didn't. I didn't pay. No. No one. It was fifty nine dollars well spent. Well, I remember there was a time though. It, it was about. I mean, if I I could probably look it up on Steam now, and it's probably like worth like forty bucks. I would imagine that game. It's yeah. I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm gonna skip streaming it for everyone's undoing pleasure. Mm. Um, I will get probably. But if people want to see me do more mowing, I have to get. I have to reinstall it because I played it for a bit. It was like. I, so, I how, that job. Here we go. Sell it to mm. me. I'm thinking mm. about getting it. What? Sell oh. it to, what is it? Well, you design what you want to look like. You okay. design your like your character, your mm. the person that you're portraying during the game. Uh, your logo of uh, this is so and so. So mine was Roscoe's bush cut. Uh, uh, yeah, Roscoe's bush cutting. And uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. We'll yeah. trim your rim. I mean, we'll trim around the yeah. We'll trim the bush. That's why I love it. I don't know if you guys notice, even in the name of the actual um, uh, tweet that I put up, mm. and also the the name of the actual you know, uh, title that I gave it is like "Time to Trim Some Bushes," and I was like being really immature about it, but it was just fun. Um, so basically, you go to a person's house, and then you are encouraged to cut the grass properly don't f it up don't run over the flowers and then 
get off your mower. So you, it's a motorized motor. So you go yeah. around and that's a lot of fun. And then you get your weed whacker out. And so you get the, the trimmer and you go around to every single, and you, the game is not finished until you get a hundred percent of each part of the gun or grass area that you're on. And once it's done, bang, you get paid, you get back in the car and you drive away. That's all it is. It's, that's in the title itself, you know. Um, so is it third person or first when you're actually doing the weed whacker? Third. Uh, no, for, oh, sorry. It, uh, no, it's first person, sorry. I'll say oh, yeah, third. So you're actually sitting there. So you could be sitting up like that and it's like, I'm not cutting anything. You've actually generally got to hold the controller down mm. and go like that. So, so two questions. Mm. Um, when you earn money, can you then upgrade your character? Is there a skill tree? Is there different <clears throat> materials you can buy for your character? You can get better stuff for cutting. Ah, uh, look out! Yeah, so you get like a, you can upgrade your mower mm. and your weed whacker. And if you things get better and better for you, um, you get more publicity through like, oh, so and so, you know, the, you know, Roscoe's bush cutting came over and did a really good job. So my neighbor called this number and this person called this. So then these little areas where you're doing the cutting, they come mm. to bigger places and bigger places for better money. So, yeah. And then the second question, is there like yeah. a campaign or is it like it's just randomized? Like you be level one and then you open up level two? Or is it like a just a random, here's 10 gardens, you just choose which one you want to do and then you, you grow? There's two. There's two versions like that. There is a campaign where you're basically going around and going from one house to another, but then you're also being told like, this is a specific way I want my grass cut. Do it correctly. If not, fuck off. We'll start again. Mm. Um, while the other one is basically free play. Yeah. yeah Can you lose out. money if you do the job wrong? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I rose. I ran over so many. Like, um, I don't. The stream is still up on the vod. I don't. I haven't taken it down yet. Mm. But the um, yeah, I ran over so many flowers. I was doing a shit job. <laughs> I would have loved you had it, your, your mic on, <laughs> just swearing. I wish I would have. I would, oh, that would have been great. One day I'll figure it out. I'll, my, this face is going to be on a stream one day, and we're mm. going to see me going, "Hey guys, welcome back to the you know the the podcast to the uh, the stream today. We're going to do a simulator. Let's go." And that's just me going, "Fucking turn, <laughs> move your bitch." Oh fuck! Let's go set it off. See you guys. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, shit. We could play some Ice Age. Come on. I love seeing that type of rage shit online, too. Oh, shit. Which, in the future, we need to do. I don't know how, mm. we, how we're doing it here right now. It's great. But mm. we need to do a bit of a media share type of thing where we can watch YouTube together mm. and we're just going to have laughing fits at each other. Just, just look up on random videos on YouTube and, mm. you know, first to laugh and shit like that because those those type of streams are fun but um yeah mm. we're gonna figure no, that out too. well guys next month at the end of the month end of october is actually our tbk live stream three so maybe we can get it on twitch i do know that uh 
Will Gray from Bot Spots and Chair Shots did a 24-hour stream a couple of weeks ago where they did that. They just switched like the top 10 most extreme backyard wrestling moments and just reacted to like crazy swan toms off the top of a swimming pool or into a sandbag. And you're like, what is this? And it was the funniest thing is like I checked his stream out in the morning and then at my lunch break they were still going and then at dinner they were still going. And then for my game night, they were still going. And then the next morning, they were still going. I'm like, I spent all night with you guys just in the chat, just joining in. But no, it was a great thing. And I thought, how do I ever go about doing a big, long Twitch stream? What could I stream for that? I don't feel like doing just chatting, you know, for 24 hours. But uh, yeah, so that, there we go. That's how, that's how most uh, streamers do do something like that. They, they, they pretty much set out like an entire plan of what they're going to do. Um, and then there's also people who do the sleep streams as well too, where right. basically they will leave their stream up and down the bottom of the screen it's like, I am currently sleeping. That's it. I just came from that. Just before you and I started, this guy was playing, I think he was doing Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and I thought, I'll jump in, and I'm like, what the? And his webcam, and it's, he's on the couch, sleeping. Yep. And it's like you have on his screen saying you have been kicked out due to inactivity, but he's square. It's just him sleeping. Yep. And I looked at his clock. He was streaming for like an hour and 10 minutes. And I'm like, is he actually okay? Like, I didn't understand what's going on here. Like, is, is this a, like, do we need to call somebody or is he sleeping? Because he was like really curled up. And I'm like, I'll just log out. <laughs> I don't know what to do in this situation. And no one was in the chat saying anything. So I'm like, you okay. You're yeah. all right. People are doing that. sleep streams, right. sleep, and sleep, then but then sleep streams. What, they're just you sleeping, <clears throat> having a nap, or they set up a a, a sound gauge um, mm. in their room. So they've got their computer in front of them, just like this, right. just how you set up. And so yeah. they will get get like set up a mattress or something, and they'll have a little sleep. And if you donate a certain amount of money or bits or subs. A loud noise will come on, and then it would scare the person. Like, what the? F you know, they freak out, and they go, "Thanks very much for the subs," and they go back to sleep. And then next minute, they woke it up again. Those are the most hardcore streams I've ever seen Fuck. because, yeah, they're just as a person who doesn't like getting woken up in the mornings uh, in in general. I just feel it's just like, no, thank you. Angry at the world. Well, I'm going to Google right now who is the longest Twitch stream. Okay, here we go. Now there is one clear record holder, and it's unlikely anyone will ever overtake them. Twitch streamer JP Hustler was live with a single uninterrupted broadcast for 634 days. 600. Wow. 634 it's... days. So two years. Two years nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> G'day, guys. Just letting you know, this is day one. <laughs> You're going to be with me for two years. Let's go. Wow, Just chatting. How are we all going? Wow. That's uninterrupted. Yeah. Like you and I used Sorry, to joke talking about doing like, well, we used to joke about doing like, um, <laughs> maybe we could go and do a road trip and just do a road trip of that. That's a two-year road trip, just non-stop recording. But that's no, like thanks. he wouldn't even have a power outage. He didn't lose internet in that two years. Like he must be using multiple servers to try and stay online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get out, kids. Daddy's trying to do his – I'm up to day 47. 
Get out of here. I mean, I even tried that this year with with Twitch. Uh, I tried to twi- I tried to uh, stream every day. Um, it didn't go as far as I wanted to. Um, I was just doing like quick little streams every now and again, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. Like I, I enjoy Twitch. I think I've got a good little community of people that I kind of regularly watch and you know connect with as well. And I think it's always about connection, guys. And two people we want to actually thank before we go any further is Nick and Keith from the UW Pod. Thank you, Nick and Keith. Uh, you guys have been doing some great content, similar to us, both dads, young kids. You know, it's hard to get those times to record, so they're doing some short, sharp shows. I love it. You know, it's good that I can quickly jump in, check out some great content. You can also check them out more broadly on the new fanaticsentertainment.com website. So all the people that were involved with a previous network that we were involved in are now streaming all their content on the fanent.com or you can simply type in the fanatics on Twitter, uh, the likes of WrestleBread Podcast, Bin Buster. We've also got a bunch of new gridiron and American football uh, channels and shows on there as well. It's kind of helping me understand really how that game works. You know, never really been a big fan of gridiron, you know, being over here in Aussie, but kind of learning about how gridiron runs. But yeah, check him out there at the uh, fanatics.com or F-A-N-E-N-T.com. Now, Alan, something a bit interesting for this episode, and I probably should have mentioned it earlier. This is Mm. actually a special one. Do you know why it's special? Because we're here. That's that's one. Do you know the second yeah. reason? No idea. This wrestling companion actually marks wrestling companion 100. 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous. So you think of all those individual full pay-per-views we've done, individual matches from like John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, Cody versus Seth. This here is wrestling companion number 100. And this all started like our seventh episode was the first, I think the very first show we watched as a companion either was Royal Rumble 2000 or it might have been King of the Ring 1998. And here we are, what, seven seasons later, still going, different networks, different channels. Online, you know, again, we started off in person, you know, actually recording the show, and here we are, Wrestling Companion 100. Any memories, Hell, from Wrestling Companions that jump out for you that we covered? And uh, yeah, before we announce what that will be, have a bit of a chat. Any memories there from our Wrestling Companions? Well, it's unbelievable that we've done a hundred episodes, a hundred companions, um, and it definitely just shows that we can talk a lot of shit, um, and if it's something you're good at. Yeah, don't do it for free, but have fun while doing it. Um, going back, I think um, some of the fun companions that we've done during wrestling is maybe the ones where we used to catch up face to face, where I would go mm. to your place and we would sit and watch wrestling for hours on end, just absolutely shooting the shit. And this is before we would do the camera shows, we would actually, mm. it would be all audio. So we would be your eyes and ears for the show while you're watching. Um, I think the funniest one, I think I still give you a bit of shit about it today, was nearly like the six-hour podcast that we did of SummerSlam 1998, where we just (laughs) talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. 
And then we had to cover the pay-per-view, which is a great pay-per-view. But I, again, mm. I said to you that there was a reason why that show went for so long is because you were definitely, um, uh, what you, what did I say? You, you, you planned it. Well, you, you think that I rigged the poll because that's rigged. back when we used to do polls. And you think because the previous month's episode I mentioned when we were doing the hashtag Summer Sam selection poll that I would have liked that two of one because I liked that show. And yes. that was enough for you to run with it and say, yep, he's rigged it. That's why it won. Because the one that you wanted did win and the one that I wanted to win, we did win. And yes. you took it as me uh, rigging the poll, which, again, I still am denying I had no involvement with multiple accounts, multiple hats. I did not touch the Twitter poll. Okay. I, I did call you out on calling you Trump and then calling you, oh, Trumpy boy here. <laughs> you know, even that, trying to call you that now, it's just a bit you're like, yeah, no yeah. thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've done some great ones. We've gone back mm. in time and done some great companions, um, even though uh, we've done some very long shows. Uh me personally, I, I enjoy doing the small, just like mm. one match, a couple of matches. That's it. Um, mm. They're always good for a lot. Sit down and listen to later on, you know, when they've been posted. You're like, oh, yeah, that happened. And that's kind of fun. And um, yeah. So that's been some of my favorite bits. What about you? I think there's a couple that stick out for me. One episode that I will go back and, and listen to regularly that i love was when we did wrestlemania 17 that was one of my favorite companions for one of my favorite events of all time you know yes. that 2001 year is probably one of my favorite years in wrestling even though it meant <clears throat> the end for companies like wcw ecw i love that year and i love that companion and it's just such a funny show and we've taken tbk vaults from that actual show and made them into individual shows but that show, top to bottom, like every match was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like everything was entertaining in that, from Hunter, mm -hmm. Taker, Jericho, Regal, uh, the gimmick battle royal, the three-way hardcore, the ladder match for the tag belts, and then Austin Rock, you know, to cap it off. But <clears throat> there's also been ones where I've gone, what, we went and did that show? Like when I think back to like Heidenreich versus Alabama Doink, I never imagined when we started this show that that would be a companion. And I remember you hinted to me probably like a year ago, hey, we should do this one day. And then, you know, the lights matched up and it seemed to be an anniversary. I said, look, let's just do it and let's mm -hmm. try it. And then mm -hmm. after you're like, Tom, I found another one. They did a casket match. And I'm like, what? So then we did the casket truly. We did the duo of matches and they're uncomfortable to watch because it's such a slow, staggery match and you're kind of waiting for things to happen. But it's just great to know that we've done so many shows and some have been long. Like that Crown Jewel show that we did was also a long one. That was about yes. four and a half, five hours. And we taped that here in this room. And I think we started in the morning and mm -hmm. I was almost like after lunch by the time we finished. And it's like, crap, we were going to do another show. Um, do you mm -hmm. still have time or get a coffee break? But yeah, no, it's been great. Some good memories. Excellent, bro. Well, before we actually kick in uh, to this actual Wrestling Companion 100, we actually want to give a shout out to two great wrestling podcasts. So check these guys out. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. 
Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. All right, guys, we are back. Alan, are you good on your side? Yes, sir. All right. You tell us when you're ready to hit play. Play on what? Recharging there with these cherry blossom. Hit play for the match. What are we playing? We haven't told anyone what we're doing. No. You tell us. I forgot all about it then. You tell us what we're doing then. We're too busy being yakking about going, this has been one of the greatest companions of all time. Unbelievable stuff. We didn't even tell you what we're doing for our 100, did you? I was going to say, I think it's because I've had a little bit of this tonight. We've, we've already, yeah. You bloody booze hound. I'm we the just one hit that an gets hour. Pissed. We've only hit an hour as well, so. Hmm. I'm the one that gets pissed on the show, not you. <clears throat> no, TNA no. Slammiversary, guys. Check the show out. I like TNA these days. I like it. I like Impact. It's just yeah, the other I'm company saying, I know. Go and check out Slammiversary episode. Do you remember the episode? Uh, Did you? No. Ah, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No. Um, no, we're going, we're going back to 1999, guys, for our companion. Um, you probably saw the concept up that Thomas probably put up, but he's probably put my head on somebody's body and he's probably put his head on somebody else's body. Um we're going back to 1999, and it's the WWF No Mercy, mm. because uh, there's a certain NXT pay-per-view coming up very soon called No Mercy. Coincidence. Yeah. So <laughs> <clears throat> it's Stone Cold Steve Austin takes on Triple H for the WWE title. Mm. This is the very first No Mercy. This is in England, and this is the main event, and we are going to be your commentary team tonight with Mark Madden, me, and Ed Ferrara, Tom. Is that the title you like to be known as? You like to be known as Ed Ferrara? Do you want to be Ed Ferrara? I just, I just, I just, ha- I just have to correct. I have to correct you. I have to correct you. It wasn't in England, this one. Where the hell was this I'll one? tell you why. Tell me why. There was two No Mercies in the same year. Ah, uh, gotcha. There was the England No Mercy, which was earlier mm-hmm. in the year, and there was the American mm-hmm. No Mercy. I think the yep. English one had Taker, Hunter, Austin. Might have been the main event, where this okay. one was the one in the States, which had, I think, the Hardy Boys and ENC for the first ladder match. Also happened at this show as well. Mm. Was that the TIT? Yes, it is. Very nice. Week. <laughs> I yeah, okay. This is a hang on, hang on, hang on. This is a peel behind the uh, the curtain here, guys. I actually thought we were going to do that 
England one. What do you mean? I actually, th I thought we were going to do the no, no Mercy England um, uh, main event with Stone Cold, Undertaker, and Triple H in the three-way dance. Alan, so what do you want to do? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're doing this one now. We've already got it up. It's ready to go. But I honestly, because I'm looking at this going, this Where's doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> where's the undertaker yeah. um that's okay this uh this is why pencils have erasers this is why we just go with it we just go with it that's how the broadcast is um so guys yeah we're going stone cold steve austin triple h no mercy 1999 in not in england not in europe <laughs> uh this is the it's probably the second maybe no mercy up here ladies and gentlemen this is so fucking awkward this is going this is press play this is yeah. press play shall we it's the, uh you guys can watch this uh we found this on youtube uh you can find this on daily motion as well too you can find it on the network um good luck with that you can find it on the peacock we don't have the network down here anymore <laughs> good luck with that uh all right Let's get ready to press play in five, four, three, two, one. And also, too, guys, just down there, you should see a little clock. So then you know when to actually hit play so you can sync up with us. So, SummerSlam 1999. See, and this was a SummerSlam that I actually wanted to cover. That time we did that SummerSlam special was to do this actual show because I like that show. Yeah. Yeah, had what so, uh, Ken Shamrock versus uh, Blackman. Had Road Dog and Jericho, and what Mister Ass versus The Rock. Yes, right there. He thinks you're an asshole. And I will say, like, this is one of my favorite Triple H's. Like, I love the '99 2000 Hunter, and then eventually the Evolution one. Oh, this song. Yeah, the H-Blocks, what is it? Oh, hell yeah. From the, oh, that's, that's volume four, that one. Yes, it is. Mm. Get a little gear. Sometimes I kick a little ass. Get a little angry. Well, here's a question for you, right? And I, was, I watched this yesterday to kind of get some notes for it. And which out of these opponents would you like to see more? Austin versus Rock? Or Austin versus Triple H. Which one did you like the most? Like seeing those guys face off. Uh, Austin and Rock at one time because mm. they had that great feud, but they were two good guys and they yeah. were fight, fighting each other. Where Hunter was just a dead set piece of shit heel. And <laughs> you wanted Austin beat the shit out of him and get and, and just get the win and, mm. and beat him up, beat Austin up and hope Triple H would lose. And this time I hated Triple H at this time too. And he did a, such a damn good job um at being a heel. And this opening package right here is bloody fantastic. I love it. Um mm. uh, 
You see, I'm so, almost yeah. the other way. Like, I would actually go, I would rather watch Austin versus Triple H. I like them over Austin versus Rock. Yeah. Because this yeah. was so personal. Like, even when they had their watch, Three Stages of Hell at No Way Out, mm-hmm. 2001, one of my favorite matches. You know, one-on-one, street fight, and then a steel cage. Like, that's such a personal feud. Like, what, Austin stunning the whole McMahon family. And I just love that story because it's so intense. Where the rock and him was good, but I just liked how these two just like fought in the crowd, <clears throat> used boom mics, with the whole getting hit by the car and bringing in Rikishi to do it at Survivor Series. Like, there's such a, a big story to it. Yeah. Yeah, this was interesting. I actually remember an old episode of Something to Wrestle With where they talked about the snake and how they, how they put it all together. Yeah. Literally leaps at the camera, doesn't he? Yeah. See, the makeup works well. Vince McMahon there without the Clark Gable mustache. Yeah. That, no, that, that's not Vince anymore, is it? No. No. Um, the Vince McMahon that we once knew is um, gone. It's weird seeing him with that whole TKO thing. You're like, that's not Vince does not have black hair and a black mustache. Who are you? Oh, yes. You stupid son of a bitch. Jesus. Yep. Very violent. Very violent. But yeah, there was something and something to wrestle with where they actually had to work with a real snake and like with weird, like how are they going to shoot the scene to make it look like Hunter is looking at a snake and he has to, we have to get it to come near him. How do we shoot it? Like, is it it anti-venom? How do we make sure there's no venom in the snake when we shoot the scene and yeah, funny. Well, Here comes like, the real snake. <clears throat> well, I was just saying, it's, like, it's so interesting seeing Austin come out first. Like, we're so used to him being, like, the main event guy, like, coming out last as champion. It's rarely we see him actually come as a challenger, actually mm-hmm. coming out first to the ring, yeah. <clears throat> Yes, it's definitely not the UKL. Definitely not. <laughs> That's okay. It's still a good match, this one. I was gonna say, I, I don't think you watched it then, but in the in the lead up to it. I remember this though. I remember watching this way back in the day. And this is a yeah, classic. This is a good show. Yeah. It's a bit weird though why they did offer two no mercies. Like I've got it here in front of me. So like this is October of that year. And it was only five months earlier, on May 16th, they held No Mercy in the UK. Like, pay-per-view by the same name in the same year. And it's literally the same exact title and almost the same writing. Like, that's the poster there. And that's the same exact font that they use for this. Yep. Yep. You know what we should have done on that card? What's that? Tiger Alley Singh takes on Gilberg. Goes for a minute and five seconds, so... It'd be a great companion. Maybe we could do that for 200. Well, there you go. Match number five, Nicole Bass beats Tori in 27 seconds. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicole Bass is probably... No, I mean, I'm not going to say it. I think she's passed behave. away too, Nicole Bass, yeah. yeah. God bless. 
Here he comes, the greatest, one of the greatest. I love him, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Oh, hang on. Yep. No sledgehammers. But see, it's anything goes, though. Come on. It's true. Why? Oh. It's on. I want you to count to how many times they slip over in this match. All right, let's go. Lots and lots what? of slipping over. That's a, yeah, that's a. That's because that's basketball right there. That's a. You you got two grown ass men wearing wrestling boots. On a um on a slippery surface. Jeez. Yes, it's like they just wax the floor. <laughs> it's like, oh yes. shit, off we go. <laughs> yeah, they literally just beat the shit out of each other for like 22 minutes in this match. It's awesome. Excellent. Oh, Mike Yoda. Mike Yoda, our referee. I think also that jacked up security guard. You know that guy that would always appear there like holding the fans back? You see yes. him a lot in this match as well. Like he's featured yep. quite a lot in a lot of the crowd scenes because there's a few spots in this match where they do go deep in the crowd and like the camera almost loses where they are. Like the sea of fans just surrounds like someone probably tapping Austin and like punching Triple H, pulling his hair, kicking him, trying to punch him. He's got a oh big trash can. That's a plastic. That's plastic too. It looks like, it almost looks like, yeah, it's like a basketball stadium, but almost like an ice rink as well. But that would be like courtside seats where they're standing there. Because I didn't actually see where this show is, like where they're actually hosting. Is it Cleveland or something like that? They might be hosting it. I was about to say, um, is. Has the bell even rung yet? I don't think it will. They have it. Well, it's anything goes, which means like it's no holes barred. It, it doesn't necessarily need to start in the ring, but the pinfall can only be in the ring. So you That's think right. it probably should have actually started in the ring. So maybe the bell hasn't started. Kyoto's trying to get him to go in there, though. Oh, we're going deep in the crowd now. Here we go. Hmm. Yeah, this is where they start to get a bit lost now. Yeah, look at the fans. They just sprint right over, like just chase after them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you were right. This is in this was in Cleveland, Ohio, at the Grand Arena. Ah, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Not in the UK. Well, that's the funny thing, though. Both the UK and this show's main event was Anything Goes, though. Like, this mm -hmm. is considered a no-holes-barred match, but the match in the UK was anything goes, triple threat for the WWE Championship. Yep. So what made you want well, to choose that one? Have you watched that recently, or what made you pop... What, how did that pop up into your head? Just because maybe it was in the UK, and, you know, those are is a bit wild. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just say, going uh, back to it. Because they yes. saw the flights as well, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I would imagine you have. Yes, um, I've never done it. I never will. Um, 
God damn. Jesus, look at look at the woman there yelling at Hunter in the face trying to kick him. The crutch as well. Holy shit. Yeah. Look at the fans, man. Get get out of there. Oh, down. What is that? Oh, it's a guardrail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I had for my mind, like I thought, because I offered it to you, I said, you choose the matchup. Originally, guys, we weren't going to do a No Mercy. I was actually going to do a Young Bucks, Young Bucks match. I had that on my uh, choice. Mm-hmm. I knew Alan would have said no, so I thought, oh, we won't do it. Then. You know, we'll do it. Oh, do camera time. in the head. We'll do it another time. We will. We can do a Young Bucks match. You'll have your screen off though, and you'll be look or looking the other way. I will. I will be dedicated to the match. Ah, okay. Well, do you want to stop this now, then, and then we'll put the match on? I'll just send it to you in the OneDrive. And what is it? What is the match? It was the Ladder War Four, uh, with uh, Kanzarian Daniels take on the Young Bucks, and I believe who else was in that match? It was another. T- I think it was Motor City Machine Guns. It was for the tag team belts of ROH. I'm good. That, 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 that. <laughs> Sounds good, you, though. You said ROH and you went, yeah, nah. No, no, no. AEW. Yeah. I'm not a dweeb. You're How a wrestling you? dweeb. You're a dweeb. You? ROH. Hey, you know what we should do real quickly? If you say do the dance like um, what's his friggin' name does, no. I was going to say, not how Danny Garcia does it. Let's do it how Tony Khan does it. That's the awkwardest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. That man is so... Oh, what a clothesline. That's something I like to do to Tony Khan. He's, he wasn't coordinated, was he? Like, he was doing large steps while trying to do the dance, and you're like, what are you who's doing, do- mate? Who's doing Gundam style? Yeah, nearly. Ha. <laughs> Motherfucker plays one game of Fortnite and loses his mind and starts doing dances, Fortnite dances. Yes, I I know that you Tony Khan and you don't seem to be you haven't you haven't worked it out yet. So come on, he's just he's just so cringe. Oh my yeah. god, with his uh, what it just blinks, no blinking, cuddles to Claudio, um. Yeah. Samoa Joe and yeah. Has a drink. (laughs) I hate that stuff, man. Uh, I still love my favorite emote is just the uh, the gif is this one when he's doing the when he's searching the 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 speakers. I love it. I love it. Kyoto could have got out the way. Yeah. But He's staring long enough going, so what are we doing? Oh, yep, you're going to do a flip-up? Catch me. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. (laughs) You've been a referee for long enough, mate, to know that you are going to be leapfrogged then, going to be launched on. Here we go. Booyaka, booyaka. Look at Kyoto just lying in the background, just just dead, just dead. JR's looking pretty good from uh, having his arm broken a couple of um, weeks ago from Triple H. Mm. 
Well, again, like since this show's in September, I was actually going to ask you instead of this match, did you want to do the uh, the six pack challenge for Monday, oh, which they showed in the feud? Yeah, that was a good match. Yep. That was a good one. Yep, definitely yeah. I remember that. Well, here's a because question for you. Mm-hmm. How many times was Triple H champion at this time? Well, this is his first time, wasn't it? Number two. Do you know what they what the second one was? Well, he beat he beat Triple H. Uh, sorry, Triple H. Oh, stunner! Oh, boom! Got him. <clears throat> There's no ref. There he is. Ah. Yeah, so Hunter beat Mankind. Yes. Vince beat Triple H on SmackDown. SmackDown, yep. Got the yep. one, two, three. And, and uh, they Stone showed Cold that and then, yeah. screwed him. And then Unforgiven was for the vacant title where Austin would get the title shot at No Mercy. Yeah. Watch the ref. Watch the ref. Bonk. He takes oh. a pretty good launch, though. Like, he sold that pretty well. Boom. Jesus. It's not as bad as what Timmy White going into the Hell in the Cell cage with Jericho and Hunter. Listen to that crowd. Mm. And actually looking up at that rampway, I actually had that actual entrance ramp. Like with the two screens on the side, the Mega Tritontron with the big WWF logo. Where you would actually the the figures would stand on this little motion thing, and they had a magnet underneath that they would then actually speak, or their song would come on when they would actually stand on the pad. Well, him they getting some uh, getting some pushes on Triple H. Well, they used to do that quite a lot, didn't they? They they did that for yes. years, like when he was the DX leader and like the McMahon Helmley regime, he was always pushing him and. That's how Jericho won the title was because of uh, Hebner doing that. That's he pushed right. him into a bulldog, and then Jericho got the the win with a fast count, and yes. then had to give the belt back. Yeah, and I almost like had no memory of that even happening. Like Jericho won it for one night back in like April of two thousand, but it's not well, counted only... as an official title reign. Yeah, yeah, he only had it for one hour, and then he had to go and defend it. So the other matches that happened on this show too was the Godfather took on Minion and Visser oh, yeah. in his corner. Was that the opening so match? Uh, yes. So yeah. he's oh god, Jazz lost his mic. Yep. King's lost his mic. <laughs> no, King still got his. Jazz lost his one for a few minutes now, and he awkwardly has to stand there, almost trying to call the action with no mic on. So this is when Minion's walking around with the eye in his hand and uh, Viscera just being all big and leathery. Mm. And then uh, we had the fabulous Moolah defeated Ivory for the Women's Championship. Oh, that was that show. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. I remember now. Because I remember Um, she was the champion going into Survivor Series when they had the women's tag match. Yeah. Uh, With the Hollies. Defeated the New Age Outlaws by disqualification. Okay. Um, China defeated Jeff Jarrett 
for the Intercontinental Championship in the mm. good housekeeping, um, uh, the, the good housekeeping match. Mm. And that was uh, what, the, Jarrett's last match too. For left WWE. after this, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Rock defeated the British Bulldog in a, uh, just in a singles match. Mm. And then the ladder match for the marital uh, services for Terry uh, was the the new brood, Jeff and Matt Hardy with Grangell defeated Edge and Christian. That was a great match too. Like so innovative yes. for a time. Like so many matches have duplicated from that. Like talking about yes. ROH, like ladder war, so many spots in that have come from that match because that was the yep. first like pay-per-view WWE tag ladder match because we're so used to having what Razor and Sean do singles. Yep. Here we are having this really innovative, you know, tag team ladder match. Then it was Val Venus takes on Mankind. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. The testic it was the um mandible yeah. claw versus the testicular claw, the squirrel grip. And X Puck uh, defeated Bradshaw, Farouk, and Kane in a four corners mm. elimination match. That was a good match, that one. I actually enjoyed mm. that one. Yeah, that's when X Puck was trying to say to Kane that he can fight for himself. He yes. can have these big matches. And I think he pins Farouk or Bradshaw at the end with an X Factor. But that was a good one. That's when they were kind of teasing the breakdown between X Puck and Kane. Mm-hmm. And this is when Tori would eventually turn on Kane and side with X Park, and they would have like a series of matches at like Survivor Series and Armageddon, and I think they even had a steel cage, I think, to finish their feud as well. Two shots with the bell. Mm. And like talking about Jeff Jarrett, I think there was one whole entire episode of like Planet Jarrett on his podcast where he talks about the whole thing of how yep. like he still had the belt. He didn't have a contract, and he actually, I think he says he took cash with him. Like, he was paid, like, $250,000 in cash, took it with him that night after the match was done, and off he went. Next time he's on Nitro. I don't know if it was the next night, or it could have been the week later or so, but I know he came in, and what I think it was guitar-shotted Buff Bagwell, and that was mm-hmm. the whole chosen one, and, yeah, off he went, so. I think Hugo got kicked then. <laughs> By that suplex. Jeez. Look at the blood there on that ground. See that when the camera panned past Hunter, there was like a bloody tissue or paper on the ground or something there. It's That's on Hunter because he's busted mm. deep, he is. Yeah. Horn. That's one of the things I can't really stand too. Is like I understand people want to break news and they want to put stuff out on social media, but like someone shared, "Oh, here's exclusive footage of CM Punk blading in his match against Samoa Joe. Check it out." It's like, why do we don't need to see that though? Like that was behind the table. <clears throat> it wasn't on camera. Why are you filming it on your mobile phone and showing us it? We know how it's done. We don't need to see you show us that. You know, it wasn't like caught yeah. on the hard cam. It was done under a table. Like, why are you doing yeah. that for? Like, why do you got to show that stuff? Because we live in a time of everyone's got a phone and they want to spoil everything. I didn't need to say that either. Um, it was how he did it. There was mm. no blading. He did an old school luchador mm. spike in yeah, the a couple head. A couple of little stabs, yeah. Like, he went hard on him. 
Mm. And that was a great matchup too. Like we haven't caught up actually since All Out because we, I think we previewed a little bit of it last TBK live stream, but that was a good show. Yes. I loved it. You know, they broke the record there in London and yeah, it seemed like it was a great card. So they say. I believe you, Tony. You got my vote. Man, it's awkward as fuck. <laughs> He's the type of guy that would hu- give you a handshake and hug you at the same time so your hand is stuck together while your hand, it, you can't get out. <laughs> and then as he's hugging you, if he's about the same height as you, his lips would go near oh. your ear and go, <sighs> and you, sorry, what? I appreciate <sighs> you. I appreciate <laughs> you so much. Oh, yeah. I love how you Ooh. smell. I love Dude. I love Link's body spray. <laughs> Do you like me better than Vince? Am I better than Vince? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me I'm better than Vince. Can you call me Daddy? <laughs> call me Daddy Tone. Oh, Daddy Khan. Just call me Daddy Khan. No, that's his actual dad. Daddy that's Khan what his Jr. father looks like. Daddy, come down to Daddy Khan Jr. Call me Prince yeah, Khan. Prince Khan. That sounds. Prince Khan sounds like a strip club. <laughs> and then the strip. Oh. Hey guys, come down to Prince Khan, and you can see the women take off their clothes. You can only get some, you can get some buffalo wings for nine ninety five. Oh shit! Hell yeah, man! What's this chick dancing? Unli- and un- some unlimited, wings? Bu- unlimited buffalo wings for ten bucks. Oh hell! Yeah. Oh yes, that sounds fantastic. Oh shit! Yeah, no, but even to think like when we caught up last time, CM Punk was still employed. <laughs> and now he's like, he's gone. It's like, yay. And I'm like, what? Come on, man. Oh, I wasn't really yeah. happy about how um, that all ended. Mm. And um, I know on this show, I've said, like, oh, Phil, you know, she get on with it, blah, blah, blah. Um, They had something special mm. in, in CM Punk in WWE. And again, he's a older seasoned veteran now. And there's those certain people in that company that um, should have really had a good think about what they did. And mm. uh, they just couldn't help themselves because yeah, they've got money and they got fame and I'm not listening to this guy. Why do I have to listen to him? So, Well, there's even that online video on like the VME of being the elite where – the very first time CM Punk debuts, it cuts to a camera shot of like Kenny and the Bucks were like rolling their eyes, going, Oh, blah, blah, he talks too much. Like it was a little funny dig, but there's like, there's truth to that. You, even in your first video, you could have been positive, but you posted this thing like, Oh, yeah, whatever. But even like that's when Cody was like, I'm out of here. You know, I don't, th- and I think it was to do with that. I don't, th- I think he knew what Punk might have been bringing in, and he's like, Yeah, no, nah, I'm not, this isn't for me. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. taking my cards and I'm going to go over here where I started. But yeah, there's a rumor that he's coming back to WWE. I heard though, I think people are saying that Punk brings eyes no matter where he goes, but there's talks that there might be an eventual return. Uh, I'd be surprised, but it'd be mm. a welcome surprise. Yeah. And he doesn't even need to wrestle. You know, I mean, it'd be, it, it, again, 
fantastic wrestler. He can still go. That match with he and Joe was fantastic. Um, but yeah, he could just be a mouthpiece. Let him talk. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I do think his best days are like I think if he were to stop wrestling now, the match with Joe was great. Like I reckon, finish it there. You know, your Ricky Stark stuff was good. The Joe match was good. Just stop it now. Like that's your last match. Go out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if he eventually goes, that'll be cool. But you know, no look out. Jungle is just getting the absolute shit beaten out of him here. It's fantastic. Always great to see. Well, we should have had like a Triple H counter, like how many times he was punched. Like he got punched a lot in this match. Like all, how many right hands Austin has leveled him with. And we got the fluoro couple in the front there with the uh, the pink and the, um, oh, and the lime there, green. Yeah. yeah, the front and center. Mm. Yep. There's a kid there next to the Brahma Bull top. I still have that DX t-shirt, like somewhere at Mum and Dad's, probably tucked away in the cupboard. My original DX t-shirt that I got like in like said... 1998. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yep. Yep. I... Clearly, we've we've didn't find this on the WWE Network because that chair shot was unprotected. Mm-hmm. Mike, just returning favor. This is all from SummerSlam, isn't it? Well, this is seven. He's done seven, eight shots now. It's almost like memories of what Rock Austin at WrestleMania, where he just brutalized him with the chair like for 12 hits. Before oh. he won the mm. All right, who's coming down now? What was that? Did he trip over then, Stone Cold? No, he got hit in the nuts. Oh, low blow. Okay. Yeah, low blow. Look out. Oh, my God. Mm, this is cool. It's a great story, though. I love it. One, two, three. I just love the crowd. Like, no, I just screaming like, fuck, damn it. God fucking damn it. Hmm. And it's sad, like, to think we never got the triple threat, though, between these two. Like, this was the main event of Survivor Series 99. Austin gets hit, Big Show comes in, and then we get Big Show. But we never got Rock, Austin, Hunter, which that's like my dream triple threat is to see those three actually face off just one time. Yep. No, great matchup. Awesome. But the Survivor Series with the next pay-per-view coming up after Mm. this. Yeah. Look at this. Conk right in the guts with the sledgehammer. And he sold it well too with the swing, like the swing batter just racks him in the ribs. The pedigree was great too. Look, he just looks like battered and bruised. Mm. And I don't think Austin's finished with him. Yeah, it didn't. Because they eventually had that matchup, what, Survivor Series 2000, where he dropped him from that... uh, Didn't he pick him up in that big, massive... His car got dropped down. The crane dropped, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Survivor Series 2000. Mm. Shit, here we go. (laughs) It's not over. Oh, we're going straight to the back. Okay, here we go. 
the camera guy was just waiting, knowing that he's where am I going? Left, right? Camera, oh, there we are. Camera one, camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. <laughs> Oh, she's just beating the shit out of him. <laughs> he went to grab the bin then and then didn't grab it though. He's like, touch it. No, I won't use that. The waiting limousine. Yeah, is that a, it's China. Yeah. China in that. Oh. Yep. The Intercontinental Champion in the WWE Champion. And that's interesting too. Like, she would have been a face when she won. But she was still a heel feuding against Jared, who was a heel, but she's the manager of a heel in Triple H. Yeah. Wrestling. Well, there we go. Any comments on that one, Al? We thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were getting something different, but this was a very <laughs> much a welcome surprise. So yes, um, I'm very happy to go back and watch this match. This was a very brutal f- wrestling match. Uh well, mm. say I wouldn't even say wrestling, it was just a f- fight um i hope everyone enjoyed listening to us do our commentary over it and our bits and bobs and that what we i know all the time that when we do this show um we you watch the match with us and then we sort of do our provide commentary but then we sort of go on a different tirade and tangent but um that was fun very good nice well, before we finish up, guys, we want to give a shout-out to not one but two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump Podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Ugh, another wrestling podcast? How many times can I listen to fans beat up on WWE and AEW? Tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! I'm just as sick of it as you are, and that's why I created The Apron Bump. The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. It's about making wrestling fun again. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, tying together over six different promotions spanning four different decades. And everything is chronologically in a timeline to really allow myself and all you listeners to live through these eras while having a good time doing it. Whether it's dubbed WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday, or as some may say, Bump Day. Uh huh? Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world i'm hard well guys you know what time it is alan's left the room so i have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates 
So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And if you check out rogueenergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with the analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit triumphchairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee develop coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers creative developers and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee and lucky last is victoriouseyewear.com so victorious eyewear developed blue white blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused visiting uh, victoriouseyewear.com and use the promo code bro247 at checkout gets you 10% off so again shout out there to victorious eyewear player one coffee Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com, and Rogue Energy. All right, guys, we are back. And we're at the tail end is what has been our great Wrestling Companion 100 for episode 168 of the Broadcast Podcast. Alan, any closing comments before we finish up this month? Yet again, thank you everyone for coming by and listening to this show yet again. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys uh, and everyone is enjoying what's going on in the world of wrestling. As per usual, we have that uh, yet another wrestling podcast. Um, yes, uh, going a bit of housekeeping. Yes, you can find me on all the socials here, Alan Ross, TBK, and you can find me on my Twitch channel that's TTV Roscoe Bosco 84. Uh, Tom, where can we find you? Well, guys, the best way is at Mr. Underscore MMA Action if you want to check uh, chat to me one on one. But I run the Twitter page, which is just broadcast, uh, the broadcast, T H E B R O K A S T. Always happy to share promos like the videos that played throughout our show. You can also download all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Castro cast box and also more in regards to what's next from us guys coming up in a fortnight we're actually going to be releasing another tbk vault this time we're traveling back to bad blood 2003 and this is when alan and i actually covered the triple h kevin nash hell on the cell for the world heavyweight championship with mick foley as your referee uh, any comments on this one al classic instant classic um big daddy cool Kevin Nash just beating the shit out of Triple H. You think on this show, you know, we've had Triple H on this show so many times. Um, and again, this is at that time where he is, you know, again, doing what he does best, and that's being that piece of shit heel. So um, it's always good to watch him get beat up. And Mick Foley's in it as well. Big fan of Mick. So 
that's always good. Mm. That was a great matchup. Like toolboxes, steel stairs, lots of blood on both sides, sledgehammer spots. Great show overall. Uh, so that'll be coming out on Tuesday, October 10th. And then a fortnight from that, we'll be doing our TBK live stream number three. So check out all of our socials in the lead up for that. So just before we finish up, Alan, how do we finish up? How do we finish up? Hmm. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good job, Al. guys thanks for sticking around now we're going to go back and listen to a classic tbk moment and an interesting note if you have seen the vacations this is what blew my mind right when i first saw vacation it's like a family comedy mm. there's a tit shot in it in, of, her, of her the mum in the shower in really the, in the first movie when they're traveling across the country and they just stay in an old little hotel it goes to like an old-fashioned psycho type scene of Chevy Chase with a banana pretending to be... It's got to be camera pretending to try and scare her. Yeah, it's going to be... And he pulls base. open the shower and she turns to the camera and then goes like that. But you see... But you see. You see boop. I'm thinking... I'm, well, like, again, I'm watching this when I'm like 15 going, oh, wow, she's a mum and oh, what? Oh, wind it back, wind it back. Don't... Don't... You would. Don't look at me like that. Oh, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm... Don't do that anymore. No. I you just like and I just go outside. I just go outside and I'm like, hope for some titty. I wait outside all day. Oh, he's stuck to a hair. Just yeah. sit outside. Just dinner. Wait. 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 <laughs> I've been waiting for six hours. I'm so glad to be on yeah, but in India. So if you ever go back and watch the first one, that's where you get in that no, shot. Right. So it always blows my mind. Like, December fourteenth. <laughs>